You are listening to the Vibrant Life Podcast, episode 43. The Vibrant Life. Welcome to the Vibrant Life Podcast. I'm Emily Romrell, and another Friday is upon us. <laughs> I hope you're having a happy day and that you are enjoying this holiday season with people that you love. Christmas is only nine days away, my friends. I'm so excited. But whether you celebrate Christmas or not, I sincerely hope that you're doing well and making some happy memories. So make the most of this wonderful time of year. <laughs> And really quick, before we get into the swing of things today, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, It's been a ride so far, and we still have more to go. So if you feel like these messages bring value to your life, I would be so grateful for a quick review on Apple Podcasts and hit that subscribe button. makes it really easy for the future episodes to become available to you. And also don't forget to share the love with those amazing friends and family members. I've been looking forward to our topic today, uh, probably because it's another thing that I struggle with. (laughs) Seems like I do that a lot on this podcast. But it's a great reminder for me personally to remember this principle. And today we're talking about giving less than 100%. (laughs) So uh, now before you get all huffy and anxious, hear me out. This is an idea that people have a hard time with, but if you embrace it, it can make a big difference in your life. So please try to have an open mind and open heart for the next few minutes. I think a major problem in society at large and with people individually is all or nothing thinking. And like I said before, I definitely struggle with this a lot. So, (laughs) um, you know, if I'm not perfect at something, then I often feel I must be a failure And there are some situations in life where there are black and white solutions, like math equations, for example. Uh, But here's the truth. Life is a journey. Growth is a process. And more times than not, there are many ways, not just one, to find answers. Several years ago, I was working at an office, and one of my coworkers said something like, I can't come into work unless I know I can give 100%, so I'm not coming in unless I know I can do my best. And that was the reason she said she didn't come to work uh, for a few times. Now, I understand that this girl had good intentions, but let's dive into that a little bit deeper. (laughs) So, uh, what's better, do you guys think? What's better, 0% or 60%? Or what's better, 0% or 10%? The math on that one is pretty obvious, I think. We're all taught as kids to do our best, right? At least I hope we are. And somewhere down the line, people decided that doing our best means giving 100% all the time. But peeps, that is not only unrealistic, but it's also exhausting. How do you give 100% to your work and to your family and to your community, etc.? The truth is that you don't. Uh, Even if you're a shining example of excellence, it's probably more like an 80-20 situation. So you're 80% focused on the task at hand, and the other 20% is taken up in random thoughts and hunger, distractions from nearby people, health concerns, or any other number of things. 
And if you're not living at the very top of your game, then the percentage is going to be even less than that, right? And I think a key to fixing this is to shift our focus from what we're not giving to what we are giving. The world is not a great example of appreciating this type of thinking. (laughs) There's always that giant metaphorical finger pointing out the gaps in what we're not doing, right? Um, And we always put that finger from to ourselves, I think. We point at ourselves a lot too, at what we're not doing. But even 1% is a heck of a lot better than zero. So just to do... To kind of stress this point, here's a few examples of what 1% can be worth. According to Google, at the time I'm doing this podcast, 1% of the net worth of Amazon.com is 16.5 billion US dollars. 1% of one day is 14.4 minutes, just under 15 minutes. And I'm just saying... That's about the average length of my podcast episodes, (laughs) 1% of one day. Um, 1% of the total global population uh, about December 2021 is 78 million people. And even just one human life is priceless, right? But 1% of the global population, around 78 million people. So that kind of makes you think about how we value different things, doesn't it? And are our priorities in the right order, I wonder? Hmm. I was trying to figure out a good visualization for the image for this podcast episode, and I decided the way to go was with a pie. You know, the pie chart idea. And there's a lot of meaning in American culture and the world, I think, too, considering pie, right? Who doesn't want a piece of the pie? Uh, But even in that ageless saying, we're only getting a piece of the pie, not 100%. And even if the thought of eating a whole pie sounds good, we all know that that would make us sick. And if you do know those people who think they deserve the whole pie, you'll probably agree with me that those people are not truly happy in life. They might own a lot, but greed has a tendency to do nasty things to the soul. Just a piece of the pie is great. So hopefully, excuse me, now we can agree that it's okay to give less than 100%. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're giving less than our best. One thing that I know for sure in my life is that some days I have more to give than others, energy-wise. Energy management is a constant struggle for me. And some days are great, and I can maybe give that 80%. If I'm doing excellent of my energy to the cause in front of me, other days are a lot harder and I'm only able to give a much smaller number, like 30% or maybe even 1%. But the other side to this is, is that I can always give something. My number does not ever have to be zero. And also, it's important to remember that every scrap of effort makes a difference. Sometimes, though, Even though I understand these concepts that I'm talking about in my brain, I'm pretty hard on myself when those low numbers show up in my life. In my heart, I want to be doing so much more, and it's easy for thoughts like, I should be able to do this, or I'm supposed to do that, uh, to come up. And those thoughts can tear you to pieces if you let them. 
the should do's and the shoulds, man. And it can be very easy to not want to even try because I know if my efforts fall short of those expectations, I'll probably be disappointed. And I'm, I'm working hard to try to change that, change that thinking. Uh, and it goes back to that perfectionist or all or nothing thinking, right? It's a killer, literally. I'm not joking. Letting those thoughts control you will kill your dreams and suck the life right out of you. So I think it's important to have a plan when those kinds of thoughts attack. I was listening to a Brene Brown podcast several months ago. She's amazing. And she was talking about relationships, but this works well in your relationship with yourself as well as with other people. And Brene and her husband realized that they couldn't always give 50-50 in the relationship. Sometimes one of them might be at a 25 and then the other partner would make up the difference and give 75 or whatever. So then that equaled 100% in the relationship, right? But what do you do if both partners are low? What if each of you is only at a 10? Or what if you're just by yourself and trying your best, but your best is only a 10 on a given day? Well, she talks about this thing they came up with called a gap plan, and I think it's genius. Um, so if you find yourself in that kind of depletion mode or you enter a sort of crisis mode, you can activate this gap plan. Um, and so I'm just kind of share straight from what she was talking about. The episode from Brene Brown is on her Unlocking Us podcast, and that's on Spotify. It's called Comparative Suffering, the 50-50 Myth, and Settling the Ball. So I put a link to that episode in the show notes. Definitely check it out. It's amazing. Uh, but here's the gap plan that she talks about. So when they find that they are getting those low percentages, then an eight-hour sleep minimum is required for everyone. And believe me, personally, I know from experience how vital sleep is, my friends. So get the rest that you need. Uh, the second one is move your body. And this is quoting Brene Brown directly. She says, move your body. It's where we store anxiety. Not one of us can get back to where we need to be without moving our bodies. And in our family, I believe that's true of all of us. It's where we store anxiety. It's where we store our grief. It's where we store hard things. So that's pretty interesting. And still quoting her here, the third one is eat well. A crisis, whether it's the pandemic or just any crisis at home during normal times, uh, a crisis can lead to Buddy the Elf eating. <laughs> you know, buddies for food groups, candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. Perfect for Christmas time, or maybe not. But that gets us uh, an instant relief, and the insulin sugar goes up and then crash, and up and crash. So it's hard on our emotions and on our bodies. So eat well. And that's mostly quoting her again. Um, and then the third one is to limit the news, which is gasoline on the anxiety fire. So those first four items on the plan seem like common sense, right? But for some reason, when we don't feel good, we tend to fall into bad habits that directly contradict these first four practices of good health. So it's critical to be deliberate and take any necessary actions to put rest, exercise, nutrition, and a healthy mindset back into our lives in a meaningful way. After that, Brene Brown talks about how her family 
made a plan to support each other when one or more of them are at a low percentage. And these things were more specific to their family, but they're also very powerful. They included no harsh words, no nice words with harsh faces, was number two. Three was to say you're sorry when you make a mistake. Four was to accept apologies with thank you. And she explains that when someone offers you a real apology, you shouldn't say that's okay and excuse the behavior, but you should say thank you. And that's pretty powerful when you think about it. And then the, the number five one was puns and knock-knock jokes. <laughs> and when you can be silly together, then everything's okay and you feel better. So that's pretty powerful. It's, isn't that an amazing gap plan? And personally, I haven't had a real plan as I've experienced some lower numbers lately. Uh, so that's really inspiring to me. I'm going to work on that and I'm going to come up with some actions I can take when I'm struggling with low enough percentage days. I think that's brilliant. But even if you don't have a gap plan or even if you implement your gap plan, it's super important to remember that it's okay to give less than 100%. If you're honest with yourself and you give what you can, then you can be satisfied that you gave your best that day, even if it was a 1% day. I think Heavenly Father honors our efforts on those 1% days, maybe even more than the efforts on easier days. Kind of like a widow's mite type situation. But if you have more, give more. Always do your best, and if it is your best, then it's always enough. I hope y'all have an incredible week, and I hope the 1% of today that we've spent together has helped you in the quest to live your vibrant life. It's definitely helped me, and I hope you make the most out of this holiday season. Take care, my friends. We'll see you next time.